Shame is crazy. And it's, it's been interesting because I've learned, I think lately I've had so much language around it that's really helped me. And I would say, like understanding that, you know, shame at its core is like fear of abandonment, right? Like it's fear of ultimately, if I reveal all of who I am, so-and-so, the person's going to leave, right? Like that's ultimately what, at the root of shame, that's what it is. It's if, if I'm fully known, if I'm fully seen by a person, they will ultimately leave. And so. You are listening to Naked and Exposed, the podcast season three, where we discover the power behind our voice, own our stories and make it look good. I'm your host, Janae. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. And you're probably like, Janae, wait a minute. You keep dropping bonus episodes. And I do because I have some really dope people that I'm meeting that I feel like their perspective is needed for such a time as this, especially with learning how to show it with God. And so today I have the opportunity to interview or just have a casual conversation let me not hit the mic, Um, with Christian Prather, we are internet friends. I would say friends, maybe associates. I don't know, because, you know, some people, friends is a, you know, is a internet thing, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we started following each other on Facebook, then started following each other on Instagram, and then God was like, oh, you should interview him. And I was like, okay, God, this is kind of weird, but, you know, I'm going to be obedient. And so today we're going to talk about um showing up with god and contentment but before that let me let you introduce yourself <laughs> yeah yeah now you got it um yeah christian prather on my my internet name is cp or some people call me but yeah um i'm a you know just content creator uh believer and someone who's always just trying to do stuff like this have these conversations and push the narrative as far as we can and, and make jesus known and everything that i'm doing so that's uh that's me in a in a nutshell. Make Jesus known in all that we do. Did y'all catch that? Because that's all that matters with all that's going on. And by the time y'all hear this, we will be on the other side of the election. At the end of the day, Jesus is still on the throne. Come so on. regardless if it's Trump or Biden, we will be alive and we will be well in progressing towards what it is that God is calling us to do. So how did you get into content creation? Let's start there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think all the way back, you know, I think when, uh, whether it be Facebook or when Instagram like first started, I always just found myself, you know, I was kind of like early in the, like the quote, the, you know, the Instagram quotes and trying to design the graphics and do stuff like that and just really encourage people uh, from that perspective. Um, I was doing uh, a lot of college campus ministry and we were always trying to find creative ways to promote it and talk about it. And I think that just kind of Help me develop that skill set and, and the desire to mm-hmm. to just be online and, and create content for people. So let's develop from there. And here we are still going. So you guys can't see, but we have the same microphone, which is pretty dope. <laughs> but let me stay focused because I think it's like a part of this content creator swag. But you have a podcast, if I'm not mistaken, or you mm-hmm. have YouTube. Let us know. What is it? YouTube podcast? Is it both? Yeah, you know, I'm, I, we be dabbling. Um, I got a, a podcast, 100 Conversations is the podcast, um, essentially developed out of like me and a close friend having conversations and allowing that to become a, a real platform. And then the YouTube is same about Instagram, Grow a CP, same, same type of stuff, just finding ways to have those, um, you know, intimate spaces where I can 
share what I'm learning and, and how God is just showing up in my life. So those are the two spaces I've been uh Working All on. right, guys. So go ahead and follow, 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 follow. We're just going to go ahead and get that out the way so Much we can love. jump into some things. I have been doing this thing where I will ask questions from the We Aren't Really Strangers game oh, to cool. the people I'm interviewing just to hear just your heart and what, you know, how God is doing some things in your life. So I, I'm a, all about vulnerability. So, sir, it, it may get uncomfortable, but... Hey. The root word of vulnerability is to wound. And mm. at the end of the day, we can't be the full expression of who God has called us to be if we aren't allowing ourselves to go through this process of allowing him to reveal what needs to be healed and even the areas that we just cannot see. Come so on. it is my hope that with these questions, we can go deep and kind of just see, you know, what the Lord is doing in our in our own lives, because I'm going to be real. These last few weeks <laughs> have been rough. Like. Yeah rough like like god are are we for real right now and it's like yeah like the word where it says psalms one where it says like we'll be like be like trees planted by the water like there comes a point in time where our roots have to be established and when the things come like we just can't uproot like and Mm -hmm. i am i like uh, I'm, i'm breaking away from god is breaking those habits of running like i am the type of person that will run if I get uncomfortable, but these last three years of this season that I'm coming to an end of, which by God's grace, I, I just thank you, Lord. Um, I can't run anymore. You, you kind of have to face it. So that's a little yeah. bit about me. Now let's get yeah. into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the first question is, what have you tolerated from people in the past that you no longer have space for? Mm. It's a great question. Um, you were lying about, you know, I like the vulnerability piece too. So I'm going I'm to keep it as honest as I can. Um, you know, I think it's uh, for me just tolerating, um, you know, people trying to tell me as far as like, you know, I think when you're a content creator, you do a lot of things. And I think everybody has a desire for, for you because as a, uh, consumer of your content, they want to point you in a direction that ultimately benefits them. And it's not coming out of a bad place. I think they just generally enjoy what you do or produce and they want more of it, right? Um, but for me, it's just understanding that, you know, I won't only be recognized and um, appreciated just for the gifts or the content I produce, but, you know, that we can be dope, just people by ourselves. And so, like I said, it's not necessarily a negative thing. In some places, I think it can be, but really, just seeing that, um, that yeah, we you know we're not just we're not just creators, we're not just content, we're not just stuff to be consumed. That we're that we're people, and um, just kind of really heeding that part of the, the conversation and deciding what I want to produce and what you know what do I want to create. That's kind of really been um, where I've been. So yeah. It's, that's, that's good. So, okay, here we go. So who are you outside of the content creator? Yeah. So for me, it's just like, I'm a 27 year old dude trying to figure it out. Like, that's just the truth. Like I'm not, you know, um, I need, I need affirmation. I need love. I need uh space for, to have conversations. I need, you know, it's like where I'm, I'm human before I'm producing anything. Um, and so I think to me, that's, 
what I'm obviously trying to remind myself, but um, I think you have to remind other people too, because I think when you show up a certain way, people can begin to see that. Like you, you come and become invincible. They're like, oh, you just, you know, you're doing this. This is kind of like your, the business side of you. But it's like, as a content creator, or even as like an artist, the business and the personal side, a lot of times get blurred because a lot of times you producing out of your own personal experience. And so people are like, oh yeah, no, nah, you know, I want more of that. But it's like, to get more of that, I got to go through more of something else. You know, it's almost like when you ask an artist, yo, where the album at? And they're like, bruh, it don't, it don't happen just like that. I'm not just here making music. Like it I'm really like living that. life. You know what I'm saying? So that's, it's, it's kind of like that. It does not happen like that. Like, oh my gosh, God. Sometimes I just be like, so forgive me. I think my audience kind of knows that the Lord kind of just be like doing his thing when I be talking. So if I'm kind of like, but I think not, I think I'm learning to say I'm learning instead of, I think I'm learning that in order to lead a people through a thing, we have to go through it ourselves. And like my, the whole refinement, burning, being in the fire, crushing, pruning, it's real. And I've been having these conversations with people lately and, I, and it's no coincidence that we're, you know, you, you brought that up, like we're human first. And sometimes because we are called to be a light, there are thing the the thing shame will be like, oh, I shouldn't feel like this. Like I have quote unquote what other people in the world desire, or I am a full time business owner. I all I do is create and spend I wouldn't I struggle <laughs> with spending time with God like I would like to because it's like it's different when you're in the heat of the fire and then you're kind of coming out of it and then you got a steward that intimacy on top of the business expansion that he's like bringing, like it's, mm-hmm. there's levels to it, but I, it's so glorified in the sense of like people from the outside looking in think it's like, Oh, this, this great thing. And it's no, like I didn't necessarily ask for this calling, but I'm grateful. Like, I don't say yeah, it from a state sure. of like, woe is me, God, like, why did you give this me? Because I am blessed and it is an honor to walk this thing out. But I I think this, I'm learning that this generation needs to know, like, it's not a cakewalk. Like when God says to turn the other cheek or when God brings a person into your life, let's talk about friendships for a second. Let's say God brings a friend into your life and God shows you their weaknesses. God shows you their hurt. God shows you parts of them that you will help in a sense, like bring a new perspective. Yeah. But it it's, it's hitting up against your weak, your weaknesses and your um, blind spots. And God is like, you desire consistency, but yet you're willing to leave because their wounds are exposing your inconsistency. But yeah. the only re- way to sh- growing consistency is to be consistent in their life and i'm just like god what like yeah. and that's you know the human side and then shame will be like oh i shouldn't be feeling this way or guilt will be like what like <laughs> listen let me not because i like that's a, yeah we, we could go there yay like that shame like, conversation is serious we can have that conversation. I would say like for you, like what areas of, of shame have you had to overcome just as 
and the, one of the main reasons I really wanted to interview is because you are a male in this generation who is a believer and who professes Christ. And I don't, I don't know that, you know, reality that I don't necessarily, I don't have that perspective because I'm a whole female in this world. Okay. <laughs> but like, what has, how has this journey been for you just with shame or the expectations of what, of, of others that have been placed upon you? Yeah. Um, man, shame is, uh, shame is crazy. It, and it's, it's been interesting because I've learned, I think lately I've had so much language around it. That's really helped me. And I would say like understanding that, you know, shame at its core is like fear of abandonment, right? Like it's fear of ultimately, if I reveal all of who I am, so-and-so, the person's going to leave, right? Like that's ultimately what, at the root of shame, that's what it is. It's if, if I'm fully known, if I'm fully seen by a person, they will ultimately leave. And so what's interesting about shame is I think very few people consciously think that. Like, that's not the thought that shame feeds you. That like, oh, you know, they're going to leave. It, it shows up in different ways. It shows up in, oh, I'm afraid to put something out because I might not get the reception that I might get or, you know, I might not be consistent because I'm not who I need to be, whatever the case is, right? And so I think what I've learned is uh, people who struggle with shame and me specifically that like what you what you tend to do is you you tend to create standards for yourself that you can meet and what 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 makes that really difficult and what I've learned has really been uh, tough for me is that because I'm the one setting the standard when I fail to meet it I can't forgive myself and then shame perpetuates over and over and over because you all you're doing is setting a standard that you can't meet because you're saying I should you know, I should be putting out, let's say, let's think content. Like let's, I should be putting out content three times a week. Let's just say the number and you, and you show up twice a week that week, you're going to be yourself up because you didn't show up the amount of times that you know you can. And you can't forgive yourself because you're the one setting your own standard. And so what's been really freeing for me is understanding that um, when, when we're living to God's standard, it's much easier to see the forgiveness. Like you can receive, if you can receive God's forgiveness, then you can understand that you can show up, be seen, and God won't leave. Like that's all. You, that's how you ultimately overcome shame. And for me, that's been something I've been really, really, really pressing into in this season. Is like, man, like God has seen me in the most vulnerable places of who I am, and not and not only did He not leave me, but He ran towards me and continues to run towards me. And so it's like. That that tell like that just completely shuts down what shame is. And so for me, that's been that's been huge because I've definitely struggled with not, you know, not being who I want to be in order to, in order to show up or the imposter syndrome. Like I think all of those different terminologies are just different forms of shame. <laughs> and I think as a creator, it's easy to struggle with all of them. But to me, shame is the underlying culprit and is a real killer as a as a creator in every way and just as a person or as a believer. Again, y'all can't see me over here, y'all, but I'm kind of just like writing stuff down because you said like shame it, at the root of shame is the fear of abandonment. And then it's you went on to say that we tend to create standards for ourselves that we can't meet. And then it turns into unforgiveness with self. And dude, like I feel like you're just speaking my my personal truths. Like I am one who is 
perfectionism. Like it has to be perfect. It has to look like yeah. this. It, it needs to be in this level of excellence. But what has set me free is realizing like God's excellence, like being better tomorrow mm. than I am today, like being a better version of myself tomorrow than I am today and not better than someone else. Be, let, let's be very clear, like better than a version of myself today, like me. Like, because then we don't want to allow that shame to bump us over into comparison culture. And we don't want yeah. that to fester insecurity. Like, these are all things that we have to be aware of. Like, when God says to renew our minds on a daily basis, it's literally thinking about the things that we think about. And people don't want to do that. Like, we don't want to think about the things that we think about because we haven't learned how to take those things and cast them down. Instead, we let them pile up. And I'm speaking from experience. COVID has mm -hmm. opened up this door, in a sense, for me, where I've it's a new level of warring. <laughs> it's a new level of exposure. It's a new level of like, okay, God, I thought we dealt with it. And he's like, yeah, we did. But there's there's, there's layers to this thing. Mm -hmm. And that was really good when you said like sh the root of shame is abandonment. I've, I never, I, I honestly have never reflected on that aspect of abandonment, but even how we abandon ourselves, which then falls into self-rejection and yeah, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's, it's, I didn't like, to be honest, like that's something that I've been learning recently because I never thought about shame in that context either, you know, but it's like, you know, because like it's always easy to trace it back to like the story of Adam and Eve in a garden, you know, when they covered themselves up. And it's like they're and God's like, yo, who who told you that you're naked? But it's almost like he's asking, who told you that you need to cover yourself from me? Like he's you know, he's he's more so hurt by that because now you're getting like your own shame is covering is getting in the way of our intimacy. And so it's not like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not angry at you for what you did. I'm upset that our intimacy is now Dude, disconnected. Your own shame is getting in the way of our intimacy. Like our shame is sometimes the reason why we can't go the distance with God. Okay. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Holy Spirit. So the Lord woke me up at four o'clock in the morning the other day. And I'm just like, why am I up at four o'clock in the morning? But let me not miss this moment. Uh, let me read the word. And I was reading first John, all of it. I mean, it's five chapters, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a really short book. And I was like, okay, God, I'm going to be real in a moment because shame can't live here. Doubt can't live here. Guilt can't live here. Like I am struggling with doubt. I'm struggling to believe like I'm struggling. Like I know you are good. I have a collection of journals and notebooks that are stones of moments that you have shown up and have shown out. But in this moment at four o'clock in mm. the morning, I'm struggling with doubt and I refuse to allow the shame, the guilt, and the condemnation to swallow me whole for saying this. And I mm, dare not allow good. pride to stop me from opening my mouth. Can't make this up. Not even five minutes later, I'm I'm reading and <laughs> it gets to the part, because I got my journal right here, because this is real life. It gets to the part, because God be knowing, like he be knowing. And now I just got to make sure, because I didn't went too far back. I got to the verse. It was first John 30, not 30. Lord, what am I doing? First John 3 20. 
And it says, for whenever our heart condemns us, Mm. God is greater than our heart and knows everything. And it was like that one verse set me free even the more so. It was almost like God saying like, I've been waiting. Like I've been waiting for you to be real with me in this moment so that I could free you even the more so. Because we it, it does nothing for us when we hold it in. Because then we, you know, suffocate in silence. And it's just beautiful that you walked us through um, Genesis 2.25, if I'm not mistaken, because it's like Adam and Eve were naked and unashamed. And the whole point of this podcast yeah. is to help us to live naked and exposed based off of Hebrews 4.13. We will all stand before the Lord naked and exposed to whom we must give an account. And God already knows everything we've done and everything we will do. Like he knows all of our thoughts. Like he knows where we've come from. He, he decided to put us in this life, in this family, a part of this storyline, a part of this bloodline for whatever it's worth. And it's like, if we already, if he already knows how one can anybody use against us, what God is already aware Mm -hmm. of, or two, what God is already making us aware of to walk out of. And that right there kicks the condemnation, the people pleasing, the the rejection of others out of the way. And then it's like, well, God, your word says that like nothing can separate me from the love of the father. Like nothing, nothing. can separate me from your love, like, like nothing. So that right there goes ahead and silence the self-rejection. But sometimes we don't realize the importance of reciting scripture or meditating on scripture because scripture is literally the remedy. Like I started to write a poem last night and it was so wild because it was kind of just like the world is searching for a cure, but it's like Mm -hmm. the world is dying and they won't take the cure. And it's like, Jesus is the cure. Like he's been the cure for the last 2000 some years. Like he's, he's okay. (laughs) Do you have anything nah, else to say good. before we go to this next question? Nah, Forgive me if I'm it. talking too much, but the I energy just get is good. real hype. <laughs> we need that. People need to be set free because I know people struggle with that. So I get keep, You know what I'm saying? Dude, we're going to help the people, okay? Lord willing, we just honor the Lord that we have this opportunity because it ain't easy. Like Christian said, like it's not. Some days are great. Tomorrow, something might come and knock Mm -hmm. me down and I got to submit it to the Lord. Like I told y'all, these last few weeks have been rough. And if y'all have been listening to the podcast up until this point, y'all will know why. Because this season is a whole nother level of vulnerability. (laughs) So the next question is, mm, what insecurity of yours holds you back the most? Um. I mean, to put it plain and simple for me, I think it's just like, uh, like just feeling unworthy. Um, to be honest, like that's just been my biggest thing. Um, and just that comes from, I mean, it's a connection to the conversation we have. Um, and a lot of that is choosing my own condemnation or, or self-talk, you know, over the word of God. And, Man, I heard a sermon, I think it was a Tim Keller sermon like a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about kind of this whole concept of like guilt and shame. And he was like, if you're if you're somebody who does something and uh let's say you, you know, stole from someone 
and you go to them and you ask for forgiveness, they say, cool, we, it, they forgive you. You go to God, you had a conversation, God forgives you. But he's like, and now you're struggling, you can't forgive yourself. And he's like, if that's where you at, he said, like, you need a new redeemer because at this point in time, you are your own God. Because ultimately, if you're not receiving God's, if his forgiveness isn't enough for you, then he's not, he isn't like, that's just the fact of the matter is you are choosing yourself as God in, in your own life. You're choosing that redemption. And we all know like, this is not sufficient. And it just hit me because I was like, man, that's so interesting that, you know, you can go to God and, and receive forgiveness, but then walk away feeling unforgiven. So you basically took his word in consideration, <laughs> right? But you're not actually trusting and receiving it as true for you personally. And when I think about worthiness, I think about that as something that I've definitely seen over and over that I've, you know, chosen my own opinion of myself uh, versus what God has said about me. And so, so yeah, it's a, unworthiness is a killer because it shows up in a variety of different ways. Like you said, the people pleasing or, you know, just, just any space that you're in, you can't be your full self because you feel like you're not supposed to be there because of something that you either done or do that disqualifies you. And that's something that is very tough. And I would have learned from that. My, my kind of protection mechanism was I only would do things that I knew I would be good at or successful in. And so for a very long time, I was just very strategic. I was, you know, I would only put out stuff that I felt was like perfect. That was how I navigated. That's how I controlled, you know, that part of, part of me. Um, but really it just came from feeling unworthy that if I were just me as my raw self, that that wouldn't be good enough. And so I'd have to curate myself behind the scenes before I actually show up and, um, be who I am. And so, so yeah, that's been a, you know, I, I call that an insecurity, but it's, uh, it's, you know, insecurity identity, however you want to phrase it. I think that's just something that is rooted in all of us in some way, but you know, you, you said it, like speaking that word over yourself and really trusting and believing what he says is true for you personally is a game changer. Come on, because weaknesses and strengths are almost the same thing. Uh, for example, where I may be seen as blunt to another somebody, to another person, I can be seen as bold. And so you're you're dealing with perspectives you're dealing with definitions. We all define things differently. Like how I express an emotion is different from how you express, an, you know, express, express an emotion. Like we know sorrow, like we know what it is to be sad, but what may trigger my sadness may not trigger your sadness. And so I, that is something we got to keep in mind. Even when, when people are being vulnerable with us, you guys, like there is a way in which we handle people's truths and we foster a space for them to be raw and transparent. Because if you want to go the distance with people, if you want others to show up with you and help you, because I believe that healing is found in community. I believe that it's conversations like this, that we mm -hmm. are able to see areas in which God is still dealing with and having a space for us to talk about it condemnation free. And then also understanding like, we need each other to to go the distance because iron sharpens iron. Like whether I'm, you know, Christian meets somebody else in Timbuktu and God has them do an interview. <laughs> it is the hope and prayer that when we are coming together as the body of Christ or body of believers and even those who are listening who don't 
necessarily have a relationship with Christ. Like I just challenge you to ask God because he does talk and he will respond. What are insecurities within yourself that he wants to deal with? And who has he placed around you to help you at least talk about it and process it? And so like, that was really good question. Cause I was going to ask you like, what, like, and I could still ask it, but he might've answered it, but like, practical people who are listening like yeah okay this is cute guys like you know y'all talking about your vulnerabilities and you struggle (laughs) here but like what's practical like how can i actually start to walk out this coming out of this insecurity yeah i mean i think what you just said was huge i think uh community is huge you know i think obviously you know it it can start as easily and as personally as how you talk to God. Like that conversation I think can change. Like I think for me, my conversation with him became much more transparent. So I think for some people, they're not even transparent there because you can't, you don't feel like you can be. So I think that's one very easily, like something that you can do immediately. But I think, um, but at the end of the day, like shame and, and any unworthiness, all of this, like it just doesn't survive in community. It doesn't survive when you bring it to light. Like it just can't. When you have honest conversation with people, when you show up to your friends being all of who you are, when you, you know, you have that secret thing that you're dealing with that you're not talking about, that you feel like if everyone knew they would run away from you. One, there's a good chance they already might even know that you've just never talked about it. And two, people that really love you, that's the whole point. They're not going to leave you. They're not going to run away from you. They're going to lean into you and say, thanks for sharing. We got you. We support you. And that is where freedom, that's how you begin to walk in freedom. It's just, it starts with little things like that. And um, and I think the third piece that I would say is, you know, do the things that you're afraid to do. You know, like start doing the things, you know, like it's, and I think it's really small. Like, I think it's, I could see shame show up in little things like if I'm out somewhere and, and you don't want to like look like look goofy, like you don't want to like dance, you can't dance, or you ain't trying to do the karaoke because you're really not about that life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if some people, if you like really, when you're really battling, you you just don't want to do anything, and you miss out on so much of life. You miss out on the laughter, the joy, you know. We but you're trying to you're trying so hard to maintain an image to prevent yourself from being exposed that you're missing out on everything that God has for you. And so for me, I started to break through that by just letting eat, like starting to do little things like that. Like just being the goofy person that I am, or, you know, if I have an idea that I'm not even sure is going to work, I'm just about to pop up. One idea that was actually really practical as a content creator was, you know, there's this big, uh, like, I don't know. There's like a big misconception about, going on live and how crazy it is, right? Like, I think most people think that you hit the live button, the whole world's watching. And what you realize is they're not. Like, the fact of the matter is for most of us on that are probably listening is you're going to have one or two people listening, three, four, five, don't matter. And in your mind, you're like, that's, you know, it's not worth it to do that. But that's something that I've been doing more and more is like, you know what, bro? Like, just just hit on live for for 20 minutes. See who pops on have a conversation with, with somebody. Like if one person's on there and they're listening to what you have to say, that's cool. That's fine. That's where it starts. 
And no matter how you feel, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to, you're going to feel goofy, but I promise you, like, that's how you start to unlock the real authentic person that you are, because just being in those rooms and being in that space and just trusting that, yo, I'm, I am enough, like just me, whatever I have to say, whatever I have to show up and, and give to these people, to this one or two people, I'm enough, no matter what, no matter who shows up. No matter who shows up, we are enough. Like, seriously, I hope y'all like are actually feeling that because it doesn't matter. Like, I listen, I have talked to nobody on uh, the Internet and I have talked to a lot of people on the Internet. I have stood on stages with thousands of people in the audience and I have stood behind the camera with nobody in the audience. And it's like, mm-hmm. yo. Like, it's not a matter of who's listening. It's a matter of are we being obedient and are we listening to what God is calling Mm -hmm. us to do? Because God is looking for a willing and obedient vessel. He's looking for somebody who's willing to do what he's asking to do because he knows the story. Like, he wrote it. Like, we are here because God had a plan for our lives to be a part of this, like, bigger picture. And it doesn't matter if there are thousands of people. Because I'm going to be real with you, Christian. As a content creator and this new thing that God is calling me to do, and I just got the next step to what I'm supposed to do. And I'm hoping that Uh in the next coming months, I can like openly talk about it. But like, I didn't, it's like you, it's like that battle of like, I didn't really ask for this. But when I really sit down, I, I did. Like, I asked to be used by God. Like, who am I to ask to be used by God and run away and hide? One. But then also, the responsibility that it comes with being an influencer. I am responsible for what I say, even in my immaturity. Like, even yeah. when I get it wrong. Even when I show up and I'm not exhibiting the heart of Christ. I'm held responsible. Like we're held responsible. That thought right there sometimes be like, God, are you sure? Yeah, it's good. Are you sure? You... Me? Like me, God, like of all the people in this world, me. And it's like, yeah, why not you? Because God knew mm-hmm. he needed, like he needed us for such a time as this. And God's not looking for perfection. So going back to the beginning of our conversation where we will hold ourselves to this standard of it has to be perfect he's not looking for perfection we will never be perfect on this side of heaven i mean yeah this side of heaven we will never be perfect but we will be transformed we will be renewed on a daily basis and he's looking for someone who is at least willing to go the distance willing to make a decision like you just said christian like you like you decide every day to show up like to show up your true self show up with god like show up and all your God is calling you to do, whether it's a thousand people, one person, whether you're uncomfortable, it's the fact that you made the decision to at least do it. And from there, like God can turn it into whatever he wants to do. And I don't know why I just drew a blank, but it's okay. I'm going to just keep talking because this is just what right. happens. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, 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 going back to the decision, like it, it just, it's, yeah. it, all God is looking for is a decision. All God is looking, looking for is a willing vessel, someone to get out of the way 
get their self out of the way so that God can shine through us. Um, and how, I mean, with like in college, like, were you an, like as open as you are about your faith? I would say um, it was interesting because I kind of had this, it was, it was almost easier because I had like the title to support it, if that makes sense. Like I was this, you know, the president of this college ministry. And so like that was kind of the the hat I wore. And so if I was doing stuff or having the conversation, I could kind of support it with that title and that position. Because it was like, this is what I do. This is the organization I'm a part of. So this conversation makes sense. I think it's a lot harder for me now as like an independent content creator, or whatever, just because it's just me now. Like I'm just, everything I, everything that I do to some extent, either like it, it shapes my brand, you know? And so to me, the conversation is, is harder now and, it's, and, I, and I have to be more intentional now. And I think I'm more, I'm honestly more mature in that sense, but I definitely think there's just a different level of, um, responsibility that just comes with doing it on your own without the support of like a organization or whatever that looks like. And so, um, but, but at the same time, there's the freedom to, to do it in the way you really feel God is pushing you to do it and to really kind of have a artistic view on it, you know, to, to take the relationships and the people that you know, and to create things for them and for you. And I think that's really cool. Whereas a lot of times when you, in a position or you, you know, at a ministry or someone like that, you don't have that, that kind of freedom, right? Like you're supporting someone else's vision, which I think is totally fine. That's an amazing thing, but, but yeah, so I think it's definitely been a little bit more challenging, but um, I, I can't, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, you know. What campus ministry was it? So it was, it was called C4 Charlotte. Like it was on okay. like a, it was like a campus ministry that was like founded on our campus by a group of people and, I just kind of plugged in. And so we ended up, it grew a lot and shaped a lot of just, you know, for me, my personal walk. And I think for a lot of other friends that I have now, that was just a big, big impact. We, it was dope. It was out there. It was, you know, it was getting it in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's dope. I mean, dope. I wasn't thinking about nobody campus ministry. Okay. I'm <laughs> very clear. I got introduced to a campus ministry freshman, sophomore year. And then I was hospitalized for a panic attack my junior uh, year. And I was like, God, if you real, like, I know you are, like, I'm going to just need you to to be God. Like, I, I'm the, I was the type of person, and you guys listening, you've, you may have heard it, but it is what it is. Um, I, I, now, I grew, up in, I grew up in the church. Jesus is all I know. I do not know life outside of, okay, religion is all I know. Yeah, that's fair. I do not know. I did not know life outside of religion in the sense of I wasn't going to do the things of the world like that because your girl was a scaredy cat, Um, like fear. And God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. He he gives us power, love, and a sound mind. But I do believe God can use whatever we're dealing with to get us closer to him. And so that panic attack was kind of like, the the straw that broke the camel's back is the old folks. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. And it was like, nah, this ain't it. Like I was I was trying to drop out of school. I was just I was just trying to just I couldn't take it. Like I couldn't breathe. And it was like, all right, God, like if you're real, like you, you know, you showed yourself to be like let's let's do this thing. And mm-hmm. he reconnected me with the same ladies who were part of that campus ministry okay. that I had met. And it, it's been an uphill journey, uh, a lot of dying to myself, uh, a lot of uh, 
being real with myself and God, a lot of uh, confrontation about things that just aren't great Come within on. myself, but not in a self-rejecting way, in a way of correction is love, like God chastens those that he loves. And so we've we've come a long way, you know? <laughs> that's, that's a good dope. thing. Like, that's a good thing. That's it's, Listen. <laughs> that's how it should be. I think that's the, the beauty of it, is to being able to say that. You know, come that I've come a long way. Like, I think that in itself is everything that we need to know and gives us confidence to Sir, but the going. fact that you was like a president of a campus ministry, that I, is like, is that's not like light work or a cakewalk. Like, <laughs> See, <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't come in. Number one, I did not come into college like that. I came into college in coming to college. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, get cut, a lot I was, of freedom. I was, you know. yeah, I, was, I was ready for the college experience. Norm that's, Root Poffin. That's how, man, we was we was doing our thing. And it was, you know, I was enjoying myself my first couple of years, to be honest. And thankfully, you know, God just pulled me back in. Like I had, you know, walked in faith and a little bit here and there as I grew up in high school. And I had several touch points, but somehow some way like God really just pulled me back in and like my junior year and just used that ministry to transform yeah me and my faith and it just and that was the thing it was like coming to a school that you know wasn't a like it wasn't like a Christian college or anything like that or not really coming up in that environment it was so random for me because no one else was really on that in the in the campus ministries that most people knew that my friends would know were like yeah no that's that's corny. We're not on that. Like, that's just not the kind of spaces that we were in. And so. No, because everybody want to be Greek by Greek. Um, yeah, I was that very too. Clear. Like, everybody wanted to be Greek by Greek. And <laughs> let me just stop while I'm here. Keep going. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean, that's, but that's the thing. It was like, that wasn't an attractive thing. And there definitely wasn't. Uh, especially a lot of campus ministries for black people or people of color. Like it was just kind of your traditional, you know, I don't know the ones that are on most campuses. And so, but yeah, it was just, it was just dope. Like we just had a really tight community of people that um, cared about each other and, and man, just were really serious about their faith. And how we used to get down, like we had, uh, we had a lot of like just really dope worship artists come. Like we had like, this is before like Travis Green was Travis Green. He was pulling up on our campus we had like KJ Scriven. We had like, we had a, we had some people come through that really helped grow the ministry. That's all I'm going to say. Like when you, a 20 year old college student, you got those kind of people coming in. You like, maybe this ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? So that was a, was a game changer too. So I can't, I can't say it was all, all of Listen, us. if they was contemporary worship music, I ain't know them. So I was, all I knew was gospel and secular. Like, put a Drake song on, put some on. I can, you know, I can recite that thing. I will never forget. I went to like my first campus ministry worship night and they're singing like break every chunk, but they sing like break every chunk. Like, like, uh, this don't sound good. Like, uh, God, are you here? You just just repeat it over and over. That's how you I was like, everybody is crying. Like they are singing their hearts out, God. Like, I thought I was broke. Like I thought something was broken. Like right. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Now I can't listen to gospel music if I'm being very clear. Like it's just a different, it's different I, yeah. it, it just going like, you know, we can go here for a second, but even just 
looking at the way the world has been with race. Okay, little disclaimer because I shame does not live here. Okay, I just realized like gospel, like the good news. Like I, I never clicked because if you listen to a lot of gospel songs, they it is Bible like it's scripture. Like they are, and I'm just like yo. Okay, anywho, so like some of the sometimes to me like gospel music will kind of just. I want to be very careful, but it kind of has like a slavery mindset undertone to it. It's kind of like a lot of condemnation. It's like, no guys, like we're free. Like God said, it's free. Like we have gotten over this thing. And then like contemporary worship is like no fear. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh. So it was a huge culture shock. That's fair. I mean, no, I think, I think you're spot on. Like I think (laughs) it's a, it's just a whole different type of like dependence on God with gospel. I feel like it's like gospel is so openly like, man, I could not like never would have made it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we ain't even like, I literally not over to not have made it. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it. And so it's just crazy when you think of the differences. But I remember I had a conversation with one of my homies and we were talking about how, if you ask like a black dude, how he's doing versus like a, a white dude. And it's like, and we were, it was just funny because it's like, you ask a, like an old black man, he'd be like, oh yeah, you know, barely making it. You know, we getting by, you know, can't call it. You know, it's very much like a survival response. But you you, you talk like an old white dude, hey, what's up, man? Oh, having a great day, sir. Everything's wonderful today. You're just like, wow. You know, it's so interesting just how like the culture is, it's just baked in, in a whole different way where, but, you know, we don't have to talk too much about that, but it is funny. So we don't have to. It's definitely a part of the calling on yeah. my life. And I um, I just love debunking stereotypes within the African-American diaspora. So even again, you being on the show today and just going vulnerable for a few, like it's huge because a lot of people don't have that opportunity to hear, you know, men get vulnerable. <laughs> like it's a it's not it's. It has become more of my reality because I For do sure. believe you attract where you are. Like when you're healed, you start to attract heal people or healing people, people who are going in the direction that you're going in. I do not believe opposites attract. And I'm not a fan of people who take manifestation outside of the Bible because let's be clear, that's just a familiar spirit. So, mm-hmm. and you know, the enemy has familiar spirits and mm-hmm. then there's the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, when people are walking with the spirit. Yeah, and you know when people are claiming to walk with this, <laughs> right. but I digress. Um, so this is like huge, dude. So I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again. I know we was probably like all over the place, but it takes a minute to kind of like you know warm up and just get to that place where both parties feel comfortable with like sharing. So mm-hmm. let the people know how they can uh, follow you. Yeah, you know whatever uh, wherever y'all on social media, grow with CP. That's my. That's the handle. Um, that's a and it's it's very, you know, symbolic of this conversation. Like I I had several Instagrams and eventually came up with that one as an opportunity for me to to just walk my journey transparently. Um, and that's what I've been trying to do is just really just have a space where I can be vulnerable. And as you were saying that about men specifically, I thought that was interesting. Like. I don't have, like, I, you know, I have a mixed engagement, but a lot of women respond more because, you know, that's just how it tends to be. You go to, you go to any church Bible study, it's majority women. You go to a church in general, majority women. So it's just like, I see 
you know, in that, in that kind of like personal growth space or like even just like a church ministry space, you just see women show up and have a desire to really grow and, and work through some of those things. And so I'm hoping um, by being in the space that, you know, we can get more men out there that we can get these men some help. Yes. You know what I'm men. saying? We got to oh, heal. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> men. Cause I'm actually shocked. Like, I, like, I've always struggled with this, like, uh, like, is my target audience just women or is it just men? Like, I have learned that men are listening to my podcast for whatever it's worth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God is doing a thing in with me where I'm like, okay, like, I'm called to the women, like, whoever my husband will be, like, he can deal with the men. However, like, it's needed. Like, Mm -hmm. brothers in the faith need to hear from sisters who are strong in the faith, who have saved themselves for marriage and are living this holy-fied life, like, becoming the fullness of who they are you know being called to be and just like men like i know for me i it is like the best thing like it's the best thing i can't even think of a little metaphor here so i guess i'm not even gonna try but it's the best thing that i have encountered over the last three years is like meeting men now don't get me wrong now i know i got guy friends that you know like y'all listen to this like (laughs) y'all know i love y'all and i means wells i means really well but it's different when you have brothers who are sold out for God, like who know what the secret place looks like, like who know how to pray, who know how, you know, when, when the temptation come, they know how to cast it down, cast it out or Mm -hmm. call on their accountability to help them stand through it and not succumb to it. Like we as women, like need to see men just as much as men need to see women. And there's such a, fine line that people yeah. try to like, know like it is possible to have platonic male and women friendships and it not be perverted and it not be nothing more nothing less mm-hmm. so y'all who are listening stop allowing the, the world to pervert <laughs> your, your, your gates like stop being on tiktok talking about bougie classy savage <laughs> ratchet and just get into the word of god <laughs> and allow god to purify your gates Come so on. that you can recognize those that god is placing in front of you Stop fantasizing over them Mm -hmm. and allow them to show up in your life as the ones who God needs them to be so that you can get to where you need to go. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So, Christian, I appreciate you, dude. Like, this is real good. And so we're going to say bye to the people. All right, guys. Holla. I thank you guys for listening to today's episode and I'm hoping that you have a journal, that you've taken some notes, that you reflect and process through some of the things that we discussed today on how you can show up with God. I would love to stay connected with you. You can follow me at underscore Janae Carly on Instagram or just visit my website, JanaeCarly.com. Holla. Holla.